Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is the Curious Anarchy podcast, and we have another episode of <laughs> Curious News with me, Jermaine G, and my co host, Mark W. Yes, the one and unanimous Jermaine G. You, you, you one too. <laughs> How's it going, Mark? How you been? It's good, man. It's all going good. I mean, uh, it's a it's a wonderful spring morning, and I'm with one of the best podcasters this side of uh, the uh, Grand Canyon. So I'm very happy. Well, thank you. I think that's uh, quite <laughs> quite uh, quite a compliment there. And, well, um, more that... observation than a compliment, to be honest. More of what? An observation. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, it depends on on how you look at that, really. If the world is a globe then uh, which side are we really on cool well can i get round to that later <laughs> of course of course so today we're going to be talking um, about a little bit of the news that's out and i say a little bit because it's kind of conflictory because it, it these are actually quite a bit quite a big deal really um first of all i wanted to touch on this news about this this uh, bet three six five. This, yeah. uh, this yeah. lady, she has um, acquired the biggest payout. She hasn't, no, no, she hasn't acquired. She's been paid a bonus yes. for her good yeah. for her good work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to we have to put this into perspective. If I do well in my job, if I'm lucky, I might get a Christmas bonus of. A, couple of quid um, and when we the United Kingdom supported the banks when they're going through their crisis we put millions of pounds of tax billions of pounds of taxpayers money into keeping them afloat a year later they paid themselves bonuses for having survived the crisis what we've got now is a story where a woman who's in charge of arguably the biggest um, profit-making business during the pandemic, along with her colleagues, has agreed to pay herself a bonus on top of her wage, which I should imagine is very, very, very high. Of how much, Jermaine? Um, Well, basically, she's earned earned a total amount of £469 million. Could you, sorry, now, could you repeat that? that? I think I must, I must have misheard you. Could you say it again? Yeah. <clears throat> 469 million pounds. Now, the, just the about enough to live on then, yeah? That's a little debatable, I think. Um, so okay. she's, she's, she's picked up a salary of 421 million in the year oh, ending 29 March. So she's not right? even going to get it all. She might have to go, now, she might have to now, ask for support somewhere else. Now, she has earned a dividend of 48 million okay see that would be now, tough to live on a loan wouldn't it the 48 million i mean i don't know yeah, how you get the year with only that kind of money to pull back <laughs> on. can i just say this payment that she's going to get the overall payment i know you're going to break it down but the overall payment mm-hmm. is actually more than elon musk got this year mm-hmm. just to put it in perspective fascinating right now denise coat CBE is the well, oh, she's the CBE? lead, the founder. 
She's been, Sorry, yeah. could you break that down for me a little bit? Did you say That's CBE? Not, that's right. Yeah, she was given us DBE in 2012. What What exactly did she do to get that? Services to the community and business. Okay. Uh, can I ask you, because you cover, let's say for the sake of the podcast, you cover South London and I cover North London. <laughs> what services do you notice that she's given to the community other than a betting app that loses people millions of pounds? What What... What has she actually done for the community, just so I know? Um, I can see something here. Ah, good. State. Um, Okay, so she earned more than bosses of every FTSE 100 company combined. Right. Sorry, is that a service to the community, just so I understand? I'm just trying to where we're going with this. I'm I'm just trying to find the detail here. Right. Um, No, no, I'm not. I'm just (laughs) trying to get my head around what what she's done to earn a a CBE. She goes to meet the Queen. She puts a medal on her head. She's mm -hmm, now a commander mm -hmm. of the British Empire. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Earning more money than other businesses. Is that right so far? Absolutely. And um, in fact, profit slumped 74%. Bet three six five, but they right. didn't make use of the furlough scheme, and they've continued uh, to, to pay staff. They haven't cut any well, staff or laid off any employees. They, they're scraping right. through as it is. I mean, they've got six mortgages to pay. They've got loads of kids. How did they manage to do all that? I, I have no idea. However, she she did get a, uh, a first class degree in econometric. So yeah, again, I'm struggling to see what the CBE was for, but okay. Um, congratulations on the degree, obviously. Well oh, done. there's something here. Uh, oh, the company good. paid £85 million pounds to Ms. Coates' Charitable Foundation. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful. £85 million. Pounds. That's uh, now, that a, is a lot of money that can do a lot of work. So, can I just ask you a quick question so I can get my head around this? Hmm. What's the nature of charity work? What is the point of charity work? Why, why do we do charity work? We or them? I mean, the, the community. Why does on earth? Why do people do charity work? Is what my question is. Well, it's it to help those that are less fortunate. And why are they? Why are they less fortunate? It comes back to that old C word, doesn't it? Really. Well, the, the old C word has another C word attached to it. Oh, which so one? So what, what, what I'm trying to say is by. The enormous gulf in wealth distribution on the planet, certain mm-hmm. people, not because they don't work hard, in fact, sometimes they work four times, five times harder. Some are even pay- not paid. And they get far less than the people who do next to nothing and get millions. Like if I put Elon Musk in the job that a lot of people do around the world, he wouldn't last a day. Because of that inequality, We need to do charity work because the the resources of the planet are not shared out properly. Okay, fine. So then she sets up with her company that earns her 425 million a year uh, bonus on top of her wages, an 85 million pound charity. Is this April Fool's Day or something? Am I missing something here? This is the question I wanted to know. I'm just, I think I'm missing something here. Maybe I'm not getting it somewhere. But so, so basically, her company is so wealthy at the expense of everybody else who, for example, going through the pandemic and losing their money online gambling while they've got nothing else to do, or they're depressed or they have mental health problems. Mm-hmm. And out of the mm-hmm. money that she 
relieves from them. She's giving also, to a charity. Also, no, no. That no, no. They haven't laid anyone off and they haven't oh, um, cut, made any cut. So, so presu- I'm assuming they haven't laid people off because presumably they're not on the same wage as her. <laughs> that would be ironic, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it? Then you can see why they might want to lay a few people off, but I'm guessing that, you know, further down the chain of the great Bet365 company, mm-hmm. their wages don't match hers on any shape or form. I, I would imagine... Uh... There's a great disparity there, but also so, to note that um, being a woman, she she actually helps to raise the average. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's come back for that in a minute. But I, I would to, imagine. Do you, mind, do you mind if I just put out to our lovely listeners? This mm-hmm. is a public service announcement with guitars. Um, if you wish to get a CBE, all you need to do is make shed loads of money. Set up a charity, your own charity, where you give a bit of your own money that you've made shed loads of to you, to you, to the people that you think consider need it, and you'll meet the Queen and become a commander of the British Empire. All those people that work in hospitals that kept us alive all year, well, you know, they might, if they're lucky, get a one percent pay rise. Well, maybe they should set up a charity or a foundation. Hey, wouldn't that be a lovely idea? Hmm. But I don't know if they'd get a CBE because they'd have to have the money to put into the charity so they can show what wonderful charitable work. And no, no, I don't want my name to be mentioned in this. I do it just because I you know, want to help people. Um, <laughs> and then they'll get a CBE. How fantastic would that be? Right? Yeah, it's really cool. So there you go, <laughs> okay. people. If you want to do that, please contact <laughs> yes. us when you've got your first CBE or MBE <laughs> or OBE. And come and have a chat on the podcast. Yeah, please do. Remember where you heard it first. <laughs> awesome. So up next, um, there is no evidence of institutional racism in Britain, according to the report by the UK government's Commission on Race and Ethnic Disparities. So can I just can I just check with you there? Because you just said there's no racism, and you said it was a government report. Yes, so the government right. have looked into mm-hmm. if one of their the industries that they're in charge of yes, have ha- yes. has institutional racism. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's so uh, they found it, it has no evidence of institutional racism, right? And but they investigated themselves, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> technically, no. They set up a oh, commission, okay. which is kind of a separate thing from the government, I believe. Um, but obviously, they had put in uh, Mr. Tony Sewer. Uh, sorry, Sewell. Um, uh, careful, to, careful. You can get sued lead. for that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> to lead on the commission to lead the investigation. Um, right, can I, do you mind if I stop you again? Sorry, I, I apologise. I'm in a very stoppy mood today. I apologise to Alice. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I just want to be clear. So the, f- the first story was that this woman set up a thing where she put her money into her charity organisation. Now we've got a government that investigates racism in its own company by setting up its own committee. Sharp-eyed wow. detectives out there will see a theme in our pub today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what that theme is though but I mean, if you find out please you know answers on a postcard to Thames Television care of Curious Anarchy Podcast London SW something so they've set up a committee this chap has found that there's no evidence of institutionalised racism mm-hmm. even Absolutely though even though the Scarman report I think it was around the time of the death of Stephen Lawrence found that there was institutionalised racism. 
what mm-hmm. they're saying is in 20 to 30 years, they've eradicated every form of institutionalized racism. So, well, it must be great to be of other races in this country today then, because you must feel very equal to everybody else. Wonderful, isn't Critically it? Critically discuss. Wonderful, isn't it? Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, the report, suggests, the report suggests that while Britain is not a post-racial society, it can be seen as a beacon for other white majority countries in terms of because we're seen as a beacon in education and the economy. Wow, it can be seen as a beacon. That's what you're saying to me. That's that's. Wait, let's just clarify. That's what the report is saying. I'm relaying what the report is saying. That's not my. So word. when we had <laughs> when we had over thirty thousand people complain uh, about an advert that had a black person in it. That was a beacon, okay. And when we had people complaining about a dance troupe uh, doing a political dance on a entertainment program, big up diversity. That, that 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 was an example of us being a beacon. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay, this is good. I like being a beacon. It's fun. You can do what you like, and then to say that you're wonderful. This is really I, I, cool. I would like to know what kind of measures they were using. <laughs> um, I would say I would say court measures because if you're going to drink that much alcohol, you probably need courts. Not not uh, you know <laughs> allegedly. Obviously, I have to say allegedly. Is, is, that, is that more than a uh, shot? Oh yes, it would have to oh, be okay. to come up with that kind of finding. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so hold on, I want to say. So is everybody that was on the commission that was set up by the government to investigate whether they were responsible for institutionalized racism? Is everyone on that committee happy and still on board? As far as I'm aware, um, yes. Oh, okay. I'm, I, 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 I was aware of a different outcome, actually. I've seen uh, somebody has quit um, yes. as an advisor today. He was one of the people on that committee. He quit, he quit the day after it was published. He was persuaded to stay on for a couple of weeks until it was published. And he's categorically disagrees with the findings of the report. So he helped make the report help to produce mm-hmm. it and then the day after says I, I cannot agree with this report fascinating right but that's what's being a beacon is all about you know that's why our society is a beacon to the rest of Europe I mean you can get it now can't you surely you can understand why we're the beacon if, if people who are encouraged to put out this report decide the day after they're not part of it Number 10, race advisor resigns day after UK structural racism report was published. So there you go. I mean, um, the freedoms and the joys that we have. His name is Samuel Kasumu. That's the one, yeah. Um, And he has resigned. He's Boris Johnson's advisor on race, would you believe? So that tells you everything you need to know about being a beacon in the world. Mm. Also, speaking of resignations, I wanted to bring this up. Eleanor Mills. Founder and editor in chief of Noon. Um, she had a position with the Society of Editors board. Oh, lovely. Now, for those of you who are in the journalism field, you'll be aware of the Society of Editors. They're like an association that um, editors have a subscription to, they will be a part of, and they kind of help to regulate the industry of editing of of journalism Um, now she didn't resign immediately because there was was somebody was supposed to make a statement 
some of the fellow board members um, right. that they would make a statement in rebuttal of Ian Murray's uh, remarks. Now, this is all kind of around the racism surrounding Meghan Markle. And she's come no. out, I, would I say in defense of Meghan, but certainly yeah. in conflict to the, the narratives that the papers are pushing. And she was expecting something to be done about it two weeks ago. So she came out yesterday. Oh, sorry, five days ago. So this would be about three weeks ago now. So hold on, just to be clear, I'm assuming that she wanted something done about it because she realizes she lives in a country that's a beacon uh, on, on dealing with racism yeah. across the whole of Europe. And, yeah? and this is in specifically related to the media. So, yeah, but uh, I'm she knows she's in a country that specifically would know how to be the beacon to the rest of the world about dealing with racism. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that's good. So, so, uh, it must be dealt with. She probably got what she needed then, did she? So, uh, yeah, so she has resigned. She resigned five days ago. Oh, um, okay. And, uh, yeah, there is still still updates to come on that. So, uh, look out for Eleanor Mills give her her support our support um, yeah, I will sure. give her a tweet just to let her know that Lovely. we support her um, so yeah is there anything else that you wanted to cover um, well, there was something else that was on my mind I'm trying to think what it was now there was something else uh, that Cameron. was Cameron yeah well no, no I didn't, you wanted to cover that I'm not, I'm thinking more about um there was a thing i think it was last week or the week before where uh, rangers played a football match in europe in eastern europe well i think it was in actually in rangers but the team came from prague to play in rangers right and one of the players was racially abusive to one of the rangers players okay and we're still a week later we're still waiting for the outcome of the investigation by I'm not, I can't remember if it's FIFA. I don't think it's FIFA for Europe. I can't remember what the European UEFA. Yeah, yeah, we're waiting for UEFA's report on the report or the outcome of the report. Right. And we haven't heard anything. It's a week later. Okay. And next week they're due to play. The team that Rangers lost to are due to play the next round of their competition. Right. Okay. So they're dragging their feet a bit. Well, I'm sure and while these I'm on things take time off. I'm sure these things take well, hey, time. You know, look, you know what? It, it doesn't take long to get a CBE, but it does take long to do these things. Um, the other thing uh, I want to say that, you know, there is a growing movement around football in the world about challenging, I think we said it last time on, the, on our news thing, mm -hmm. but um, <clears throat> there's a growing movement to challenge the decision to have the World Cup in Qatar. Um, so I want people to look out for that because that's something that's going to grow uh, a lot of legs as we go closer towards the competition. Also, um, just to kind of update from a pre, I think it was the previous one where we mentioned, uh, we spoke about that. It's um, 6,500 is the, the, the figure for the number of people oh. that supposedly died in the in the process. Of you doing, building the stadiums that weren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, uh, well, I mean, you know, that's up till now, and it's also only the official figure. So you, you can imagine oh, that the yeah. numbers are probably higher. Absolutely. Um, I, I want to just, it's a good place to end today, would be um, with a small story that almost got missed. Um, 
that two million workers in the UK will find that their minimum wage will rise. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's going to rise to £8.91 an hour, which is about 22 pence more per hour. What's the living wage? Well, according to this, £8.91 per hour. If you're 18 to 20, if you're 18 to 20, it's 8.36. So if you're older than 22, you get an extra 50-something P an hour. And if you're 18 to 20, you get £2 less. So they're estimating that £8 an hour is enough to live on in the UK. Now, I understand people listening around the world, they they have less money to live on, but so I'm, I'm hoping that their products are cheap, a lot cheaper than they are in the UK. But I thought it was just a fitting thing to end on when you consider we started with a story where a woman got a bonus on top of her living wage mm-hmm. of over 400 million. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the people who are on the lowest wage in Britain have got an extra... Uh, 22, 20, uh, sorry, 8, 20, 19 pence an hour. It's all proportionate, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, I think it's, it's only fair, isn't it? Let's face it. And to be honest, they don't deserve a CBE, do they, really? I mean, all they're doing is going to work with no money and, and trying to exist for them and, and their family. So, you know, on you go, get on with your work. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work with you. Let's keep the people in power wealthy and, you know, expenses that they don't have to show how much they earn and all this stuff and offshore accounts and pay no tax. Let's keep it going. Come on, guys. So you've been listening to Jermaine G and Mark W on uh, Curious Muse on the Curious Anarchy podcast. Thank you very much. Good Thank morning, you. good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And good bless.